Look, she's very sweet and everything, but mentally, she's away with the fairies. It is those whose understanding of happiness is to be so busy, whether at work or at play, that all is forgotten but the momentary aim, that it's those people who are, in fact, away with the fairies. A scatterbrain happens when we have way too many things going on in our brain, when we feel ungrounded, and some may even say, off with the fairies. G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair dinkum Aussie, or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa, and enjoy Aussie English. Oi! Oi! You off for the fairies or what? Pay attention! <laughs> G'day, you mob. How's it going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English, the number one podcast for anyone and everyone, every man and his dog who wants to learn Australian English, who wants a fair dose of Australian history, culture, news and current affairs, and everything else related to life down under. So, it is great to have you here, guys. If you are a first-time listener and you have just stumbled upon this podcast, welcome, kick back, relax, enjoy. Um, And if you are a long-time listener and you are returning after many other visits... Welcome back. So, before we get into it, guys, don't forget, if you want access to the transcripts and the downloads for these episodes, as well as the premium podcast player, where you can read the text whilst you listen to this episode, it's a great way to work on your listening comprehension, don't forget to sign up for the premium podcast membership at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash podcast. You'll find it on the website. Don't forget also, I have the Australian English pronunciation course for those wanting to reduce their accent and sound much more natural when speaking English. You'll learn all the sounds of English in the Australian accent. You'll learn how to differentiate between minimal pairs and you get a whole bunch of exercises in there to help you improve your speaking skills. You can get the effortless phrasal verb course. If phrasal verbs are something that you battle with, you can get the real English discussions course if you're trying to rapidly improve your listening comprehension, especially of multiple speakers at the same time, and you'll learn a lot about Australia whilst you do that course. And there's a spoken English course too. And lastly, if you're an advanced English learner and you want to dive into my academy, when you sign up to the academy, you'll be able to get access to over a 100 advanced courses. These are small courses you can do every single week associated with episodes like the expression episodes on the podcast. And you'll also get access to three times 30-minute group speaking calls every single week with teacher Ian at the moment. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. So, the expression is off with the fairies. But before we get into that, before we get into the meat of what that expression means and how you can use it, let's go through a little joke, right? And so, I was thinking, "Mm, off with the fairies, fairies, fairy joke. What's a fairy joke I can tell? Hopefully, it's fairy funny, right? Joke before joke. So, here's the joke. Why is the tooth fairy so smart? Hmm. Why is the tooth fairy so smart? 
And for you who may not know what a tooth fairy is, there's this sort of myth in the Western world that when you're a young child and you lose your teeth, you know, the baby teeth fall out, they get loose, they fall out. There's a sort of myth where parents encourage their kids to put the teeth under a pillow or, say, in a glass of water up on the kitchen bench or something. And during the night, the tooth fairy comes and replaces the tooth with a gold coin. Could be a dollar coin or a two dollar coin here in Australia. That tends to be what happens. I remember that happening when I was growing up. So, the joke. Why is the tooth fairy so smart? Because she has wisdom teeth. (laughs) She's got wisdom teeth, right? The only ironic thing there, right, is that wisdom teeth aren't baby teeth. Baby teeth fall out, the tooth fairy gets the baby teeth, but your wisdom teeth are the molars at the back of your mouth, the really big ones that only come in after you've reached adolescence, right? When you become an adult. So, you never actually lose those. So, I don't know how a tooth fairy got her hands on any wisdom teeth. But the joke there being wisdom teeth are those teeth in your mouth when you're an adult. I had two of mine removed. But wisdom means intelligence, right? smartness. If you have a lot of wisdom, you have a lot of experience, you are very intelligent. So, why is the tooth fairy so smart? Because she has wisdom teeth. There you go. All right. So, the expression today is off with the fairies. This can be to be off with the fairies. It can be to be away with the fairies. A nice little phrasal verb there at the start. To be off with, to be away with, right? So, if we go through the definitions of these words before we get into the expression and its origin. Let's do that. So, if you're off or away with someone, you are at a distance or at a distant location with someone, right? So, you are not here, you are away with that person. You're not here, you're off with that person. So, as you will know, if you've gone through my phrasal verb course, we often use off and away to talk about distance when using verbs, okay? To be off with someone, to be away with someone. And lastly, a fairy. A fairy is a small imaginary being of human form, often that has wings and magical powers, and is usually female. Hmm, a fairy, right? A fairy, you know, you might have heard in some of those tales, a fairy godmother or the tooth fairy. If you watch the movie Hook about pirates, there's Tinkerbell. She's a fairy, right? In the story of Peter Pan, Tinkerbell, she's a little fairy, or a pixie. Maybe she's a pixie, but they're sort of the same thing. Anyway, so the expression, to be off with the fairies, to be away with the fairies, this is used to describe people who are daydreaming. Or it could be also people who are mentally unsound, not in touch with reality, or who are incapacitated by alcohol or drugs. But usually, It gives the impression of being distracted or in the dream world, right? Daydreaming. You are off with the fairies. You are away with the fairies. And it has an interesting origin. So, fairies have an Irish-English origin. They're sort of from Celtic mythology. And the expression to be away with the fairies has an Irish-English origin as well as a result and comes from the superstitious belief that fairies can spirit people away. They can spirit people off, right? They can take them away. They can take them off. So, the earliest use of the phrase to be away with the fairies or to be off with the fairies dates back to a trial in Ireland in the year 1907, where a solicitor by the name of Moynarg, hopefully I said that right, was questioning a witness called Patrick James Osborne. 
very Irish name. And Patrick James Osborne pretends that he knows nothing about the case. And so, the dialogue is actually here for me to read out to you, okay? So, Patrick says, he didn't know Matthews at all. And the solicitor, Mr. Mogna says, do you regard him as an enemy? Patrick says, I've never heard of him until a week ago. Mr. Moynog says, what age are you? Patrick says he's 17, but he never heard anything about this farm until a short time ago. And Mr. Moynog says, where were you? Were you away with the fairies or what? And the courtroom erupts in laughter, right? So, his idea there, I guess, is that he was daydreaming. He wasn't there in person. He had been spirited away by the fairies, at least mentally. So, let's go through some examples and I will tell you how I would use this expression or how I'm used to hearing this expression in English because this is something that my dad or potentially teachers People usually in authority positions who might be teaching you something or trying to talk to you will often use. And you just saw in that previous example, it was a lawyer who said it to a witness. All right. Example number one. So, imagine you're playing footy, right? You're playing a footy match. That's Australian rules football. And scores are tied. And you've just marked the ball in front of the goals. There are three seconds left on the clock until the siren sounds and the game's over, right? So, you've got three seconds. You take a few steps back. You concentrate. You relax. Then you walk into a run and boot the ball towards the goals. It sails through the air, goes out of bounds on the full as the siren sounds and the game ends as a tie, right? As a draw. So, your coach, needless to say, is pissed. He thinks that that was a cinch, that shot was easy for you, you should have easily kicked a goal and won your team the game. So, he might scream at you, you know, what the hell, Pete? Were you away with the fairies or what? That should have been a cinch, it should have, it should have been easy, you know, where were you? Were you away with the fairies? So, he thinks you weren't concentrating, you weren't thinking about what you were doing, your mind was elsewhere, you were off with the fairies, you were away with the fairies. Example number two. Imagine you're outside one day in summer, enjoying the warm weather and catching a few rays to try and work on your tan, you know, which is not advisable in Australia because skin cancer is so common here because we have very, very strong UV from the sun. Anyway, so you're lying on your towel in the yard and you are off daydreaming about, you know, being at the beach, enjoying the water, going for a swim with your mates, maybe going for a surf or a boogie board or a body board or a body surf, maybe at the beach. All of a sudden, you hear your dad's voice yelling out your name, you know, Pete, Pete, get off the lawn. I need to mow the lawn. You're in my way. And you might reply, oh, sorry, dad. I didn't hear you. Give me a sec. I'll move out of the way now. And your dad might reply, Jesus, I've been yelling for two minutes. Were you away with the fairies or something? Like, where were you? Were you off with the fairies? So, you weren't present mentally, you weren't conscious of the fact that your dad was yelling to you, you didn't hear him because you were, you know, sort of out of your mind, you were elsewhere in the world, you were away with the fairies, you were off with the fairies. The last example here is maybe imagine that you are a young kid who is a little strange. So, you're one of those little eccentric young children, you know, you're just a little bit weird. You're not too bad, but you're a little bit weird. You've got some imaginary friends, right? So, you've got three imaginary friends, Bill, Bob and Bess. Um, You love going on adventures with these imaginary friends in your backyard, searching for dragons, slaying the dragons with your magical bow and then stealing the treasure and burying it elsewhere in the backyard for safekeeping. So, as you're playing one day in the yard, 
yard with your imaginary friends and slaying some fearsome and massive fire-breathing dragon, your mum might come out onto the deck uh, of her house overlooking the garden where you're playing and just see you running around screaming, yelling, um, you know, with no one else around you. She can't see anything, just you making a, a ruckus in the backyard. So, she might wonder what on earth you're doing and then realise, ah, oh, he's off with the fairies, right? He's in a dream world somewhere, playing, having fun. He's daydreaming. He's off in another world. He's off with the fairies. He's away with the fairies. So, remember, guys, by now, hopefully, you know this expression, to be off with the fairies or to be away with the fairies. It's used most commonly to describe people who are daydreaming, but it can also be used to describe people who aren't mentally there. They could be mentally unsound, not in touch with reality. They could be also incapacitated by alcohol or drugs. Although I don't think I've ever heard someone say, you know, if someone was smoking cannabis or someone was on ecstasy or heroin or really drunk from alcohol, that they were just off with the fairies. I think if they were, you know, not there (laughs) mentally, they would say that they were wasted or, you know, under the influence of drugs. So, anyway, let's have a little listen to some of those examples again of people using this expression and see if you can now get the context of how they're using it, okay? Look, she's very sweet and everything, but mentally, she's away with the fairies. It is those whose understanding of happiness is to be so busy, whether at work or at play, that all is forgotten but the momentary aim, that it's those people who are, in fact, away with the fairies. A scatterbrain happens when we have way too many things going on in our brain, when we feel ungrounded, and some may even say, off with the fairies. All right, good work. Now, let's go through a little listen and repeat exercise. So, this is where we're going to go through the expression and then conjugate a sentence using this expression. That'll be in the past tense today. I was off with the fairies. You were off with the fairies. Pay attention to my pronunciation, intonation, and see if you can hear aspects of my connected speech, right? This is the part where you get to practice your pronunciation skills to sound more natural when you speak English. It's not about completely getting rid of your accent. You know, that's a tall order. That's something that's very difficult. It's about diminishing it. It's about reducing your accent. And don't forget, if you want to get my course, the Australian Pronunciation Course, this is a great way to learn all of the different sounds in English, how to pronounce them, and also how to differentiate between those very close sounds in English, the minimal pairs, okay? So, you can get that at aussieenglish.com.au forward slash courses. Anyway, let's get into it. Off. Off with. Off with the. Off with the fairies. 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 I was off with the fairies. You were off with the fairies. He was off with the fairies. She was off with the fairies.
We were off with the fairies. They were off with the fairies. It was off with the fairies. Good work. So, a few things there worth talking about uh, in terms of pronunciation and connected speech. You might notice that the th at the end of the word with and at the start of the word the merge together, right? They're two consonant sounds that are the same. And when we speak really quickly, instead of saying with the, we'll say with the, right? With the. Off with the fairies. Off with the fairies. And the other thing I want to point out here, guys, is the linking between the words was and off, was off, was off, and were and off. This is a really cool thing in Australian pronunciation where that linking R comes into effect. So, it's a long vowel in the word were. We don't say the R unless there's a vowel following it. So, instead of were off, we'll link it with the R sound and say were off. We're off. You were off with the fairies. So, go back and listen to that pronunciation uh, exercise and see if you can hear those advanced aspects of connected speech. And don't forget, if you want to learn more about this, check out the Australian Pronunciation English course, okay? Anyway, let's go through the Aussie fact that I have for you here today, guys, and then I will let you finish up and go on your merry way. So, today I was thinking, how can I link in the fact, Australian fact, with fairies, with pixies, with mythical creatures? So, I thought, you know what? I know of the Australian mythical creature in Indigenous mythology called the Bunyip. I wonder if you've heard of the Bunyip. So, what is a Bunyip or the Bunyip? The Bunyip is a large mythical creature originating from Australian Aboriginal mythology that is said to lurk in watery places like swamps, billabongs, creeks, riverbeds and waterholes. It was part of the traditional Aboriginal belief system and stories found all throughout Australia, although different tribal groups had different names for the Bunyip. In fact, there are at least nine regional variations of the creature known as the Bunyip spread across Aboriginal Australia. They all converge on a similar type of organism or creature or even spirit that lurks in water and is feared by Indigenous people as it is said to snatch up anyone who gets too close to the water's edge. If that's the case, where did the word Bunyip come from? Good question. The word Bunyip has been traced back to the Wemba Wemba or Wagaya language of the Aboriginal people of Victoria in the southeast of the continent. After the arrival of Europeans, various written accounts of Bunyips were recorded from the early and mid 19th century as they began to spread out and settle across the area. The word Bunyip, spelt B-A-H-N-Y-I-P, was first published in the Sydney Gazette paper in 1812, where it was used by James Ives to describe a large black animal like a seal with a terrible voice which creates terror among the blacks. Note here, the word blacks, by the way, is an out-of-date term for Indigenous Australians and can be considered offensive. But people in the past used it a lot, so you may read it from time to time. The word bunyip, spelt B-U-N-Y-I-P, can still be found in a number of different Aussie contexts, including place names like the Bunyip River 
which flows into Western Port Bay in Victoria, and the town of Bunyip also in Victoria. So, where did the idea of the mythical creature that is a Bunyip come from? Over the past 150 years, numerous people have made various attempts to explain and understand the origins of the Bunyip as a physical entity. In 1933, Charles Fenner suggested it was likely that the actual origin of the Bunyip myth lies in the fact that from time to time, seals have made their way up the Murray and Darling rivers. He provided a number of examples of seals found as far inland as towns like Overland Corner, Loxton, and Canago, reminding readers of Bunyip's, quote, smooth fur and prominent apricot eyes and the bellowing cry are characteristic of the seal, end quote, especially of southern elephant seals and leopard seals. Another potential origin is the cultural memory of extinct Australian megafauna, such as the large marsupials, including Diprotodon, Zygomaturus, Nodotherium, and Palacestes. All four of these animals once lived alongside Indigenous Australians before the last Ice Age, more than 40,000 years ago, and they were all similar animals that effectively looked like a massive wombat, right? Similar to a rhino slash wombat that was three tons, 3,000 kilograms. This connection was first formally put forward by Dr. George Bennett of the Australian Museum way back in the year 1871. More than a hundred years later, paleontologist Pat Vickers-Rich and geologist Neil Archbold also cautiously put forward an explanation. They suggested that Aboriginal legends, quote, perhaps had stemmed from an acquaintance with prehistoric bones or even living prehistoric animals themselves, as when confronted with the remains of some of the now extinct Australian marsupials, Aborigines would often identify them as the Bunyip, end quote. They also noted that, quote, legends about the Miharang Pirangmal of Western Victorian Aborigines may allude to the extinct giant birds, the Dromornithidae, end quote. Another similar explanation published by Carl Brandt in the 2017 edition of the Australian BirdLife magazine is that Aboriginal encounters with the southern cassowary may have inspired the Bunyip myth. According to the first written description of the Bunyip back in the year 1845, the creature, which is reported to have laid pale blue eggs of immense size, possessed deadly claws, powerful hind legs, and a brightly coloured chest, and an emu-like head, which are all characteristics shared with the then undiscovered Australian cassowary. As the Bunyip's bill was described as possessing serrated projections, each, quote, like the bone of the stingray, end quote, this version of the Bunyip was associated with the indigenous people of far north Queensland, who were renowned for their spears tipped with stingray barbs and their proximity to the cassowary's Australian range. Lastly, One more association to the bunyip is the shy Australasian bittern, a large type of heron. During the breeding season, the male call of this marsh-dwelling bird is a low-pitched boom, hence it's occasionally referred to as the bunyip bird. Whatever the case, the Bunyip likely kept many Aboriginal kids awake late at night and safely away from the water's edge during the day. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you next time. Peace out.
G'day, mate. Thanks for listening to the Aussie English Podcast. If you'd like to boost your English whilst also supporting the podcast and allowing me to continue to bring you awesome content, please consider joining the Aussie English Academy at www.aussieenglish.com.au. You'll get unlimited access to the premium podcast as well as all of my advanced English courses and you'll also be able to join three weekly speaking calls with a real English teacher. Thanks so much, mate, and I'll see you soon. The audio used in this lesson was taken from the YouTube channels PowerTap, BOB Lectures, and Save Tutgaruk Swamp. If you want to check them out, the links will be in the show notes and on the website. See you guys.